for the most part, I think it's safe to say, as we begin this conversation, uh, a lot of folks have moved past, way past COVID-19. Yeah. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Some people sure. you'll see still wear a mask, but not that many. Well, now all of a sudden you may start yeah. to see more and more people wearing masks well, if you're out and about. Yeah. Uh, why? Because COVID-19 is on the upswing once again. The late summer spread comes as a new variant, EG5, is now the dominant form in the U.S. Now, how concerned shall we be? Uh, let's go to the man with the answers. Mr. Bruce Wiley, Executive Director, FICOR, also a professor, City University, New York, Graduate School of Public Health and Health Policy. Bruce, how are you, my friend? It's been a while. Not bad. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a busy summer. Now, uh, how concerned should we be with this uh, uh, recent data of the new variant? Now, uh, Bruce, let me ask you, is it just, are the hipsters calling it EG5 or is it EG.5? It's EG.5. Um, it looks like example 5, but it's actually EG5. EG.5. Now, we've been kind of living the life lately, Bruce, as far as uh, no mass, obviously no social distancing, and as I said to start our conversation. It just seems as though many, many, many folks have kind of put the pandemic behind us. What we're going to experience with this late summer wave, is it going to be enough to once again get our attention that we're not quite through this yet? Yeah, we have to keep in mind, you know, it, it's, it's all about balance. So the pandemic is not over. The, the virus has been continuing to spread. But, you know, the, the risk of hospitalization, the risk of death has gone it's a lot lower. I mean, we're in a much better situation than we were back in 2020, 2021, and 2022. Um, but we, you know, this this was expected that we we're going to continue to have these upswings. Um, the consequences are probably not going to be as severe as the past upswings, but it's a good idea to be careful. Uh, you know, you, you don't want to take unnecessary risks, but of course you don't want to, uh, there's, no, there's no reason for panic, uh, but you want to be more careful because it's something that you can't you can't catch you know it's interesting when you talk about the hospitalizations with this uh relatively new wave bruce uh states like mississippi uh they've seen hospitalizations go up 73 percent uh month over month alabama up 66 percent as is louisiana uh yet here in michigan uh we are down 30 32 percent uh month over month is it just the fact that it really hasn't gotten here as of yet, or could that trend continue? Yeah, throughout the pandemic, we've seen that the spread has been not equal throughout the, you know, throughout the country. You know, certain places will get hit harder at the beginning, and then the, the virus will travel and activity will increase and decrease in different parts. So this is not surprising. You're not going to have the same bumps everywhere. Um, so if it's occurring in other places, then you know, you want to be careful that it's, it's, it might occur in your location, uh, you know, sometime soon. Uh, that That's typical. We've seen that throughout the pandemic. Bruce, I think a lot of us still have our test kits. I know I have several at home. Uh, would this new strain be able to be tested with these test kits to see if we tested positive? Yeah, I think the, the key thing to remember with these test kits is they they – are you know if you're positive then you can be fairly sure that you're you've been infected if it's negative it doesn't always catch infection so the test kits aren't great at um you know making sure that you're not infected 
Um, so the same thing is, is going to be true with this variant. Um, you know, even if you don't test positive, there's, you still could potentially be infected. So that's why you might want to test yourself multiple times, but, or just still be careful. So it can pick up infections with this variant, but, um, but it's not, it's not, it's far from hundred percent. My last booster Bruce was October of 2022. Um, I've done some light reading. Um, mm-hmm. Some suggest a fellow my age, 60-ish, uh, should consider another booster. Others say not so fast. Where do you weigh in on this? So that's been a big question because we know that the new boosters will probably come out sometime in late September, early October. Uh, that's you know, it's a, The schedule may not be exact, but that's uh, in general what uh, the different manufacturers are aiming for. Uh, this new booster is going to have, uh, it's going to be uh, targeted towards the Omicron XBB.1.5 subvariant. That's, that's the subvariant that started emerging at the end of 2022, at the beginning of 2023. Um, so that's going to be up, significantly updated from the bivalent uh, booster that's been around since last fall. So one big question I get is, okay, you know, do I get it now or do I wait until the fall? Uh, for this new updated booster and usually my suggestion is to wait until the fall because it's only about two months and you're going to probably get better protection um so the only reason to kind of get it now is if you feel that you're at particularly high risk or if you're going to be you know you're going to get exposed like you work in uh, certain healthcare settings so that's between getting it now versus um this fall and then in general, it's probably a good idea to get it this fall. It's, it's like the flu vaccine, right? So right. Uh, you get the flu vaccine every year because it's updated. And plus, you know, the, the, the booster really starts to wane after about four to six months. So, uh, so your protection is, is probably significantly waned. Mm-hmm. You know, that was the, uh, the situation last October. Uh, I got the booster and yep. got a flu shot the exact same day. And it worked out swimmingly, mm-hmm. Bruce. Yep. So uh, yeah, that's so it's gonna that's gonna be the the probably the standard approach to COVID going forward. Uh, you know, maybe like an annual shot or a periodic shot because the, it's like the flu; it's going to change quite significantly from year to year. Now we're in the pretty much year four now. I'm thinking three or four. I don't lost count going in. The political party that's now how dangerous these vaccines are now. Don't we by now have the data and know? what's effective and if they were dangerous or now we would be seeing a lot of, you know, side effects, or whatever. Are we pretty much out of that now, that testing part of it? Yeah, that's, that's the thing. We have to remember how many people have gotten the vaccine, not just in the U S but like throughout the world, you know, there's been not just millions, but you know, uh, millions of people who have gotten the vaccine and, and in different occasions. So you can get a sense of how many uh, side effects and how many serious side effects are occurring we do know that there can be some serious side effects, but they, they, from a number standpoint, are very, very rare. So, um, so that gives us a good sense uh, of, you know, what the risks are. That doesn't mean we should stop tracking these things. You know, we all used to continue to track side effects and see what's happening and make sure um, things don't change. But yeah, there is a lot of information given from the fact that, that so many people have gotten the vaccine. Well, one of the early three that came out, did any of them, are they still all making vaccine? I remember there was a question for the, was it the Johnson and Johnson? Yeah, are, they, yes. are they still doing theirs? 
Yeah, right now the the, the primary manufacturers when it comes to um, you know, vaccines in the U.S. are are, are Pfizer, BioNTech, Moderna. Moderna is the second one, and then Novavax. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those are sort of the the the, the three vaccines that are, are being most extensively used. You know, if you look worldwide, you know, there's still um, you know the some of the other other vaccines, including the J and J vaccine, mm-hmm. but you know the J and J vaccine did run into some challenges. Okay. And in uh, closing, Bruce, there is an RSV uh, vaccine available now, is there not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So right. that you know RSV is is, is a significant um, virus that's that's affect been affecting people for especially kids. Uh, you know, when you get past a certain age, you've been exposed to uh, probably been exposed to RSV, but it's a, it's a big concern among kids. Uh, so that's a significant advance. All right, Bruce, as always, thank you very much for the information. Much appreciated. Okay, always happy to be here. All right, that is Bruce Wiley, Executive Director of FICOR, also a professor, City University, New York, Graduate School of Public Health and Health Policy, spending some time with us here on The Album Show on 760 WJR.